Hello again, and a big welcome to another episode of the Sorted Retail Sessions podcast. So we've recently launched a video interview series called The CX Guide, Retail Experts on the Pandemic, Peak, and 2021 Predictions. In the series, we chat to loads of retail nerds about the year we've just had and the year we have ahead. It includes exclusive insight from Hermes, DPD, Wink Canton, Music Magpie, and loads of others, so it's well worth a look. You can find it on Sorted.com, and it's totally free to download. But for now... Here's one of the conversations we had with James Knowles, Head of Commercial Projects at Retail Week. Dan, our Marketing Director, caught up with James to chat about which retailers he'd seen pull impressive projects out of the bag during the pandemic, as well as some of his predictions for the next few months. Hey James, great to meet you. I'm uh, Dan, Marketing Director at Sorted Group. Um, Really just wanted to pick your brains uh, this morning on kind of your views and the views that you're kind of hearing from retailers that you're engaging with on on kind of customer experience and how that's changing uh, or how that's changed throughout the year so far and then what the what the lens is kind of moving into peak and then beyond that into into 2021. So I guess to, to kick things off, um, it'd be really great to get your view on on how you think, in particular, customers' delivery expectations have changed throughout the course of this year? Well, I think obviously this year has been like a year like no other, um, as you'll know, and as all of the retailer readers that we have know. Um, And I think that, I think while some people might say that customers have been more patient and willing to wait for goods during this period because they've been understanding, I think actually the retailers that have come to the fore are the ones that have continued to kind of really deliver for customers you know quickly and timely and with the options that fit into their lives so i think that i think the reality is is and i know from my personal experience of shopping you know if i can't get the product i need uh quickly enough and for when i want it i, I will switch to find a, a retailer that can do that um so in terms of uh, customers expectations around delivery I almost don't think that they've really changed in a way um, I think they've changed in the sense they want delivery to be safe and uh, and that kind of thing um, and we might see some lasting changes from that but um, but I think you know delivery is always an area which is a key battleground for retailers and I think this year has been the year when that's been very visible for everyone to see. Mm. Do you think that, that that key battleground that you talked about there, do you think that that kind of existed in the minds of consumers pre-pandemic or do you think that's really, do you think the pandemic has, has kind of made that a really competitive and compelling thing that, that consumers base their decisions on as a result of the pandemic? I think that, I think it's always been important, but I think the pandemic has clearly shone a real spotlight on it because in most purchase journeys, the delivery person and the delivery experience is uh, often the last touch point that a consumer has with a retailer or brand. And, and clearly during during lockdown, for many, essentially, you know, for the non-essential businesses, of course, you know, it was their only touch point. Um, so I think in this year, yes, it's really shone a spotlight on it. It's become a really big focus. And I think consumers as we start, you know, continue coming out of this period, they'll remember and stay loyal to the retailers and brands 
that has provided that service. That's really interesting. So, I mean, in, in, in your role, uh, you, you no doubt speak to, to lots of retailers um, kind of day to day. If you could pick three things that you think they're maybe particularly worried about right now and kind of looking ahead to peak, what, what do you think they would be? Well, I think that it's been, you know, obviously a very peculiar year. You know, it's a once in 100 year uh, year event, a, pan- a global pandemic of this magnitude. Um, so f- for a lot of business, particularly the grocers, obviously, they've been operating at peak levels, if not, you know, greater than peak levels already for much of the year. So... But what we've seen through this whole period is that swathes of consumers who previously didn't shop online, who, you know, preferred stores, have all become digitally literate because they had to be. So as a result, and as, you know, the news constantly is dominated by, you know, local lockdowns and second waves in particular countries and, you know, potentially our own country, you know, we'll have to wait and see. um, There will still be a greater number of consumers who you know, are going to want to reduce time probably spent in physical stores. Um, so as a result, um, I think retailers are probably looking ahead at peak and thinking that, you know, it's going to be a peak like no other. Um, and uh, I think if you look at markets like China um, and they had their, I can't quite remember the name, of it, I think it's the China Spring Fair or something like that, which was in February um, at a time when they were still having peak infections. Um JD.com and, and Alibaba, um, uh, they saw, you know, peak levels of trade during that period. Um, you know, great, you know, really huge peak level of trade. So I think that, you know, retailers are looking ahead at this peak and, you know, really aware of the fact that there could be a huge surge in demand um, and that they're going to have to be ready to meet the challenge. That's interesting. Very, I guess, um, Thinking about some of the things you said a few moments ago around the the experience consumers have, have had engaging with retailers throughout throughout the pandemic and that creating a lasting impression perhaps and an impact in loyalty going forwards. Do you think there are any kind of um, single areas that retailers maybe need to isolate or hone in on to to improve customer experience? I think that there's always, yes, I do, because I think that um, a lot of retailers provide really good delivery experience. I think they're not always great at it feeling like a full extension of the brand, um, particularly in terms of, you know, post uh, delivery communications and that kind of thing. And I think that, you know, like you, like I've said, you know, it's often the last touch point for consumers, you know, even pre-pandemic. So I think that, you know, it's that kind of final hurdle, isn't it? So it, it I think investment there in customer experience is going to, you know, drive real loyalty in the future. Because you always remember the retailer um, based on the delivery experience they've offered and whether it's been a good one. And you tell your friends, don't you? You always talk about the retailers that have a great delivery experience. And, and that's often for a lot of people why they shop with certain retailers. So, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, do you think that there's, there's been um, any kind of really 
shining examples of, of retailers who've pulled off a really good sort of delivery logistics feat this year with everything that's been going on? Well, I think that you've, you know, there have been many, I think is the answer, particularly the grocery sector, you know, um, who literally were feeding the nation. Um, and I think that to keep keep that going and, you know, uh, I know that getting delivery slots and that kind of thing was an uphill struggle for most people during that time. Um, but they've they've obviously done a great job. And I think, you know, it's been interesting to see the different models that have sort of come out um, during this time as well, sort of drive through models. Um, and um and that kind of thing and uh you know just i think the set the sector the retail sector is really good at adapting and innovating um anyway but particularly when it needs to um and it has during this this period so obviously there's things like curry's pc world where they allow customers to drive to stores with dedicated parking and pay for pickup of products um and that kind of thing and also i think things like going back to the grocers you know um likes of MS on Deliveroo and and you know co-op already on that platform and that kind of thing I think it's just making it much more accessible to consumers mm. I think I think the the MS Deliveroo example kind of really took the point around retail innovating because that was a deal that that had been talked about quite for quite a while hadn't it and then you know what what's happened really accelerated the conversations there and it became kind of top of the priority list. So it's it's interesting um, seeing kind of dynamics and, and how priorities have shifted throughout, throughout the year. Yeah. Um, if you could sum up the um, kind of the feeling in the retail industry uh, in, in three words, what would those three words be? I would say um, pressured because everybody is um, and that's unavoidable. These are, you know, unforeseen and uh, unprecedented largely circumstances um i would say pragmatic because they have to be and because we're learning all the time in a new set of ever-changing circumstances um you know having to look around the world what's happening having to look at other businesses both internationally and domestically to see how they're um pragmatically adapting to the changing situation um and then i would say focused as well because um you know it's although although it's a challenging time for everybody it's it, you, you have to um, adapt quickly but also be focused on what the changes are down the line um so i think you know retailers are, have already been looking at okay this is what's been happening this year but what are going to be the lasting changes for next year and beyond in the way that it changes the way consumers shop in the immediate term in terms of channels um, and what they want to buy, how they want it delivered, when they want to buy it, um, you know, how much they're willing to pay, those kind of things. And then what will be the, the sort of medium to longer term changes as well that might that might be lasting from this period. Mm, agreed. Um, kind of thinking ahead to peak this year and then kind of into 2021, what do you think that consumers um want retailers to know kind of heading into those periods and, and want them to address i think um i think consumers want retailers that are going to 
uh, almost deliver just deliver on their retail promise you know in terms of service standards um, reliability um, particularly in terms of you know delivery for example um, you know there's nothing more annoying than an unreliable service or something that gets you know cancelled or delayed um, and that kind of thing and I think transparency is key too so clear communications um, that kind of thing I think it will also be interesting to see you know how all of this impacts the sustainability mm. um, you know discussion that's been dominating this year so uh, the well the very early part of this year and last year um, because you know um, we spoke about obviously the M&S on delivery um, change as so if there are going to be lots more services like that you know you do wonder how that kind of uh, meets with that kind of sustainability discussion um, so yeah so I think uh, consumers are going to want retailers that you know are sort of fair on price um, that are accessible um, and kind of transparent in communications. Okay, interesting points. And I guess kind of carrying on that, that thinking a little bit, um, you mentioned at the top of the conversation that what's happened this year has brought new segments of, of the market into an online buying world, which is fantastic. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether they remain loyal to to on to, to kind of e-commerce uh, providers. So I guess my question would be, as we kind of move into 2021, so as we look further ahead into the future, um, you know, there's been lots of discussion um, in and around the industry around um, shoppers having different habits. In your opinion, what do you think those kind of different habits uh, are likely to, to to be well i think that they will shop still more online um if i speak about myself you know i'm, I'm a demographic that would be expected to already have been an online shopper but in all honesty i wasn't i'm very much a store-based i was very much a store-based shopper um and i love shopping online now um and i know that i'll continue um because it used the, the returning process used to put me off and I think particularly for a lot of male consumers that probably was the case but um but I, I will continue with it personally um I think next year it will be interesting to see how uh experience changes because you know in-store experience and retail theatre and all of those kind of things has been another really big retail trend that sort of dominated the last you know five years or so if not longer um and the focus was always on keeping consumers in store for longer you know whether it was coffee shops or different in-store experiential elements um and obviously during this period the focus has been on getting consumers in and out of stores as quickly and safely as possible um so i think that will be interesting next year because i think consumers you know they will still want it, retailers who provide an experience they still will want to shop with retailers that you know provide a kind of branded world that you can step into um and it, so retailers will need to find a way to sort of provide that in a safe um a safe way basically um so i think that will be an interesting area to look out for um and then i think in terms of um delivery and supply chain uh, I think a lot of these interesting models that, you've, that I've spoke about just before about, you know, drive through models and, you know, or even things we haven't spoken about, about the kind of virtual selling um, that we've seen and stuff like that. I think elements of that are going to stay as well. And, and they're obviously fairly new to the UK market largely. Um, so it will be interesting to to watch how they play out and the impact and 
whether greater numbers of retailers start also offering that as part of their service. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, can I shift in the conversation a little bit onto technology, uh, if that's okay? Um, again, from your experience chatting with, with retailers and, and kind of other thought leaders from in and around the industry, have you got a view on the um, any technology or, or particular technology, innovations, et cetera, that you think will have an impact on delivery and logistics um, kind of in the wake of what's happened this year and, and, and moving ahead into, into next year? Well, I guess the big one, if, if it's going to be a case of dealing with peak volumes through peak um, and golden quarter and that kind of thing, and greater numbers of shopping online. I think that the whole discussion around um, automation um, and AI combined with the human element is going to become even more pressing. When we've done studies and reports on um, where the UK retail industry is at in terms of its investment in, you know, um, uh, automation and AI and, and that kind of thing, it seems like it's a sort of quite early early stage still. Um, but it seemed like there, there was a lot, there was definitely a movement in terms of greater numbers investing in that area. Um, so I think I think it, that will be needed. And I think it will be interesting to see, um, see how that will sort of move things on. But it, it certainly seems like the best way that retailers are going to be able to fulfill higher levels of demand. Sure, sure. Um, and I guess to, to round off, uh, conversation and um, kind of final question from from me James is what what do you think will be the most important or what will be what do you think will be most important to the customer experience um, as we move through peak and into the new year um, as we move through peak and into the new year I think that customers they're going to want retailers that um you know have a good availability of goods um and that um as i said before kind of deliver on the promise that they're expecting from them um you know through peak you know people want to get things by when they're expecting them and that type of thing um so i think that's going to be the, ma the main concern over this period um i would say um and then going forward into next year I think I, I I do think it will be the retailers that consumers have engaged with most this year um, and have provided consistent customer service that they'll stay loyal to. Um, I suppose the question would be for newer brands and newer retailers who don't who weren't already a part of consumers' lives. Um, you know, they it's probably a bit a bit harder for them. So. Um, because they don't already have that relationship. But having said that, consumers are spending a lot more time in digital spaces, so there is a lot of time for discovery. Um, so, so, so we'll see. Really, I think there'll be a balance between uh, retailers going for the sort of tried and trusted brands and retailers they're used to, and also that kind of element of discovery as well. Okay, interesting. Yes, I think I think one of the kind of key takeaways from this conversation really is about loyalty, isn't it? I think. Um, you know what you've talked about in terms of the experience and being consistent with the way that you you kind of leave that that sentiment of your brand with the consumer is going to be is going to be really key and and 
that will carry into into kind of future uh, future peak periods and, and beyond. So yeah, I do. I I do. Th- I, loyalty is is sort of the the currency, really, isn't it, in the market and the current conditions? You know, the sector is under so much pressure. You know, you really can't afford to kind of uh, drop the ball at any stage in the customer journey because um, loyalty is what will keep them coming back to your business. Um, and while every while every business is under strain, um, that needs to be the primary focus. Great, great insight. Well, it's been great chatting with you, um, James. Um, some really good, really good thoughts. Um, yeah, thank you very much indeed. If you get a chance, check out our other episodes, including the one with Julia Diaz the awesome operations director from Party Delights. She shares some really interesting insight on how the retailers switch their distribution from a UK site to a German hub in just a few days. We've got loads of really exciting guests joining us over the next few episodes, so make sure you subscribe that you don't miss out. Of course, you can get all the latest news and updates on our social channels, so follow us at Sorted Official on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. See you soon.